all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Our goal at Everyday Tech is to keep your technology not only working, but working for you. I'm the host, Abram Nanny, and you can join me and my friends Wednesday mornings at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Or search Everyday Tech on your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app. Good morning, and thanks for being with us. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Okay, so I have a question for you this morning. During the holidays, when there's happiness all around, are you feeling it? Do you wonder how you can get that spark back that you once felt? What kind of model did you have growing up um, that maybe laid the path that you thought was necessary to achieve happiness? Well, those were several questions, right? Well, today I want to talk to you about four simple words that can lay a new path toward happiness in life for all of us. I think they could be life-changing words that I heard during a talk by someone that I admire a lot. The true key to happiness is really before us all. It can be said in four words or maybe five. Um, so pray or meditate, thank or thank, give thanks and do good. So pray or meditate, be thankful for what you have and work toward doing good for others is the basic message. And I want to talk about that as we move through the show today. And we'll go through each one of those separately. And I'll talk to you a little bit about why I really do think that that these are the key to happiness. And 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 this all each one of these major three categories, the pray meditate be thankful, give gratitude, and then do good, do good works for others or love. Those are those have been pretty intimately researched over the years that show that each one of those individually can improve mental health, which is sort of what we're about on this show and relational health. So with that said, I laid the groundwork. Good morning, Abram. Good morning, Dr. Buttress. How is it going today? You are you are not in the studio today. I am not. I'm remote. And I hope I hope we don't have any hiccups with that. But <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um 
I am down on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast just for a little short period. And um, and so, yeah, not in the studio today, but but want everybody to know that I, I do think that on this beautiful sunny day that's cold, right, for everybody, I think it's a good time for us to sort of set the stage on um, dealing with the holidays, stepping through this in the right fashion, because I think sometimes many of us sort of get bogged down in the difficulties and don't don't really recenter ourselves about what's most important about all of this. So, um, you know, there's there's really not a single word that I said about those those four words, the key to happiness, not a single word about buying the best gift, cooking the best meal, having the best decorations, receiving the most astounding gift. You know, our social media is absolutely saturated with what we should be doing, giving and receiving. But none of that really generates the kind of happiness, the true deep down inside love happiness that I'm talking about. You know, in fact, if the perfection that we think we should have doesn't happen, then what we what can happen is not only that we don't get that blissful happiness that we're talking about, but but we end up with some anxiety and depression. Um and it can kind of make us think that our life is not as full as it should be. So what I'm hoping as we move through the show today that that maybe we hear from some of you about what you've done to 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 do that, pray, meditate, give thanks, have gratitude, do good and love others as we're moving through the holidays. I think everybody needs tips, and I, I love hearing tips from our listeners about what they think about that. So, Abram, as as we're as I'm talking through this, does that give you any thoughts or ideas about your holidays and how they're shaping up right now? Um, I. <sighs> I'd say I'm I'm generally pretty happy around the holidays, but I just consider myself lucky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going back to a few years ago um, about a, a show that was pretty much a blockbuster. I don't know if you guys remember it, but the name of it was Eat, Pray, Love. Um, it had Julia Roberts and Javier Barden and James Franco in it. And it was it was actually after a book written by Elizabeth Gilbert. She was a writer who divorced after um, being very unhappy in her life, in her marriage. She felt like even though her life had, if everybody looked at it on the surface, it was perfect. Um, she spent sometime being very unhappy in her marriage and ended up getting a divorce and then decided to leave her job as a writer and uh, do a year-long quest to sort of rediscover her life. And she started in Italy, scrubbed floors in India, ended up in Bali, 
And and she wrote a book about it. Uh, it ended up being a bestseller and then a pretty blockbuster movie um, where Elizabeth Roberts was Elizabeth Gilbert in the movie. And, you know, some people thought that on the surface it was um, ridiculous, but but I think it had an overall message Um there were some lines in the show that that sort of stood out to me. Um, and it was all about when something's missing in your life, what do you need to do? And like I said, Elizabeth Gilbert in real life had money. She had position. She had a great job. She uh, had a beautiful home. She had everything that you were supposed to have. But one of the lines in the movie was, I used to have an appetite for food and life, and that went away. And I think that there, there are many times that we do kind of lose the appetite for life. Um, and maybe sometimes food is a substitute for the appetite for life, but but what do we need to do to make sure that we inject things back in it? Now, there were there were some um, naysayers about this movie in the book that said it was pretty selfish book. But I think if you really look a little more deeply into it, that's probably not true. I think that it was probably trying to figure out what what do we need to make make our lives better and happier. And, you know, there's a, a line in the movie that I, I loved. And um, it was, if you want to get to the castle, you have to swim the moat. And I think we all know what that means. It means that if you want, if you want true happiness, you need to step through what you need to make that happen. And uh, I think the movie's points points out that that really spirituality is the true key to happiness and that that we do have to do some introspection and discover who we are and to connect with ourselves and then connect with others that's the only way you can connect with others so with that i want to talk about the the very three specific points and as we are moving through the the true key to happiness, um, what those are, and the first one I'll talk about is the 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 pray slash meditation. So, for some people it's prayer, for some people it's meditation. But but I want to remind everybody that that those two are are sort of synonymous if you think about it that 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 prayer is centering yourself centering yourself on a thought and then focusing on that and not allowing the outside distractions um, meditation is a practice of basically mindfulness where you focus the mind on a particular thought or activity, you train your attention to awareness. Now, sometimes it means just completely clearing your mind. 
um, calming yourself and, and refocusing. And I will say this is one of those things I practice often through both prayer and meditation because sometimes I really do have to practice that and center myself to to calm um, as life is going on at such a rapid pace. And about that many of you do that. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about the three, four words that are the key to overall happiness, um, to, to make sure that our life is full and full with the right things. So they are meditation slash prayer, giving thanks, having gratitude, being thankful, and doing good or loving. And so as we're stepping through these, I want to make sure that that you're completely understanding. We were talking about before the break that meditation. And, you know, meditation's practiced in, in numerous religious traditions. And, you know, in, in um, the Christian faith, we call it prayer. And we, we pray. Um, some others... Um, in like Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, Buddhism, um, it's, it's more the meditation technique, but both significantly reduce stress and anxiety and depression and can reduce pain. It can enhance peace. So keep that in mind as you're stepping through. There's a lot of research looking into this and, and it has been shown to be helpful. So, okay, that is, that is step number one uh, as we are moving forward in, in our focus on how, how we make sure that we are on the path or the road to happiness. So the second one, we talk about this often around Thanksgiving. And for some reason, sometimes we drop the giving thanks after Thanksgiving. But what we have to remember is gratitude needs to be present every single day in our lives. And some of you may be sitting out there going, I'm not sure what I have to be thankful for. Well, let me mention a couple of things. How about having um, sunlight, having the sun out there, waking up in the morning, having shelter over your heads, you know, I think that if we all think about it, um, those of us who can hear this radio station right now and hear this or can listen to this podcast later, all have much, much more than than many people across the world. And so we have to remember that even though we don't have the glitziest life or the most beautiful home. We have much, much more than majority than the majority of individuals out there. So that alone, we know. Now, I just talked about how that meditation or prayer um, can reduce stress, but giving thanks and having real gratitude also can reduce stress and improve our physical and mental health. There are a lot of studies out there, and we've talked about them in the past on previous episodes of this show. 
about how that alone can lower blood pressure and heart rate and create happiness. Um, you know, there, there, there are a couple of studies out there and, um, this one makes complete sense to me, but, you know, in, in one study that was done, one group wrote about things that they were grateful for every day, just, just for a few minutes. And, uh, they'd sit down and just write two or three things, uh, down about what they were grateful for during the week. And they did that for 10 weeks in a row. Um, a second group wrote about irritations or things that displeased them. And not surprisingly, after that 10 weeks, they did a rating uh, scale on level of happiness for those individuals. And guess what? The individuals who wrote down things that they were grateful for were rated happier than those who had written down what they were irritated about. And, you know, I've talked a lot about journaling um, and and how helpful journaling can be to, to get things off your mind or to get it down on paper so you don't let it ruminate and, and rattle around in your brain. Um, but apparently, writing down the things that you are grateful for is even better for you. Because what that does is it it lets you see in black and white the things that you should be happy for. And sometimes they can just be very, very simple things, but things that that help to be magnified as as you're stepping through that. So, Abram, does that make sense to you? Do you do you feel like that maybe writing things down could be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially for people with like that sort of, you know, organization brain, like when you if you think about all your problems and it's all it all stacks upon each other and stuff, if you if you have it written down or something, you can kind of acknowledge, you know, this is this is what these problems are. This is what uh, I'm looking at, and you can kind of assess it differently in your brain. And I think we've got a caller, uh, David in Tupelo, who might have a comment or a question for us. David, Great. what's going on? Hey, how are y'all today? I'm good. Doing how are well, you doing? Thanks. Good, good. I'm enjoying the show. I wanted to offer a recommendation of a comedian who I just discovered, Joe Para, P E R A. And it's the most delightful thing. Um, it's so refreshing because most comedians are, you know, expert at snark and negativity and what they're displeased about. And this guy is doing what he calls slow comedy. And it might not be to everyone's taste, but it's all about uh, carefully and reverently observing every little thing and just being grateful for little stuff. And it's just delightful. And I would recommend him as an alternative to maybe a correction for uh, a lot of the stuff that, you know, we're putting into our spirits. That sounds good. Now, now repeat the name again for us. It's Joe Para, P-E-R-A. P-E-R-A. Well, I'm going to look into that. I don't know it. Oh, my goodness. It's just... It's so refreshing. It's just delightful. So tell you, tell us what took you to that. 
Well, you know, honestly, I don't really know how I got there. Probably just messing around on YouTube one day. I don't really know how I got to him, but I just, I don't know. And it's just so different from anything else out there. And I really, I could be wrong, but I think this guy is, I don't think this is an act. I think this is earnest and sincere and just, there's something really heartfelt and special about it that I would just, I would encourage people to look into well, that sounds wonderful. I I think really that, is. well, you know, uh, having some levity, you know, we've talked a lot about laughter in the past yeah. and how good that is for you. And, sure. and so I think to, to keep that in mind, that overall happiness, whatever sure. we can do to improve ourselves. So, yeah, well, thank absolutely. you for that. Yes. And thank you for the show. It's great. Okay, good. Well, thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think, thank you, David, and I think that is the kind of thing that we need to hear and share with each other. What are those good things that have have improved your level of happiness as we're stepping through? You know, like I'm mentioning, gratitude is one of them. And we know that that positive gestures, whether that positive gesture is making someone laugh, making someone happy, or um, doing something special for someone, those kinds of things can release oxytocin, which is a uh, uh, a hormone. Some people think of it more as a sex or love hormone, but but really, it what oxytocin does is it generates just wonderful feelings in your in your body of of basic happiness. And so, when we are happy, that can happen. So, um, keep in mind as as we are having gratitude. The the thing we need to do is to to keep that journal close to us and do it every single day. You might do it right before you go to sleep because that way you have only positive thoughts, especially if you're one of those individuals who has difficulty going to sleep and letting yourself settle from the day. Writing down or journaling those very positive things that you're very grateful for. Think back on your day. Write those things down right before you go to sleep. Um, it might be something really simple, like somebody fixed something in your house for you, or or like you heard a great song on the radio that made you happy, or even that you just were looking at a picture of somebody that you love and that smile on their face made you happy. So think think through. It doesn't have to be something big that you're thankful for. It can be something tiny. And I'd, I'd love to hear from others of you about what are those tiny things that you are grateful for what are those those little things in your life that that give you happiness and gratitude again if you center yourself and make yourself think through those things 
then ultimately it will make you feel happier. I think we spend way too much time reviewing the things that are wrong or going over the people who have done us wrong or thinking about the negative things in our life that perhaps were not right. So make yourself do that, okay? This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about the way, the key to happiness and what you need to do to keep yourself happy. Okay. And at the beginning of the show, we talked about the the three, four main words that that are key. Meditate or pray, have gratitude or be thankful, and do good deeds. Do good things for others. Uh, if you do, if you keep those three major categories out there, if you focus on that every single day of your life, you will have happiness. I guarantee you. It doesn't matter what you have monetarily. It doesn't matter who you have in your life. If you center on those three major categories, your life will be better. So I want you to keep all that in mind. Now, we were last talking about gratitude. And so I want us to to move into um, the the do-good do good, acts of kindness, or love. You know, I talked about the Eat, Pray, Love show. And I think if we keep the do good acts of kindness under the overall umbrella, I guess, of of love of others, love others, then, then I think we can understand how all of this can so much in, enhance our lives. So again, want you to join in. I want you to talk about how you have had your life enhanced by others, maybe as we're moving along or, or maybe those small acts of kindness that you've thought about doing that you believe would be helpful. For others to know, jump in the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring 877-672-7464. I want to hear from you. I like hearing your ideas. I always say our listeners make the show our callers. Okay, so I'm going to jump in um, to give you a Christmas example, Okay. So during this time of the year, we all think about Charles Dickens and A Christmas Carol, right? And good old Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge, he was sort of the epitome of selfishness. He was so busy um, being miserly, collecting his, his dollars, his coins. He was very narcissistic and, and really very mean-spirited. Okay. And as you know, the moral to a Christmas carol is that um, Scrooge discovers the, the joy of doing good deeds. And he, he 
turns into this great person. So effectively, his spirit is reborn and he goes from this narcissistic, mean, awful man into, into this, this happy man in the end doing good and, and, and realizing after he moves through the, you know, the spirits of, of Christmas past, et cetera. And so I think for all of us, it's kind of a lesson, but I think most of us don't even come close to being Ebenezer Scrooge in his original life before he became the good man. But maybe some of us do sort of get caught up in life and um, forget that small acts of kindness, um, the love of others, can can be very very simple acts and can, but can make a huge difference in others lives and i dare say many of you listening right now have had some small act from someone maybe that you didn't even know or maybe someone that you you knew that touched you so deeply and made a big difference in your life and maybe even changed your life. And so I think we have to make sure that as we are moving through, that we don't get so caught up in the frenzy of what social media and others tell us is important in life and that we we recenter and refocus and realize that that if we keep in mind how simple things tiny things can make big differences for some people that that we can we can make a difference and then we can feel good about it and I know all of this, uh, I keep centering back on how it makes, it can improve our lives, but but we can improve others at the same time that we're improving our own. And, and to me, so it's a, it's a double positive. It's not a selfish thing to do things. Uh, there has been some writing are about, are those, Acts of kindness, really selfish acts because they make you feel good. Well, that's okay because if they make you feel good and they're making someone else feel good, to me, that's a double, double positive. So I would like to push back on any of those naysayers who say that the only reason people do those little acts of kindness is to make themselves feel good. I don't believe that. I think it's for both. Um, because there's there's no way that both don't happen. I'd love to hear any any other thoughts on that. Abram, do you have any thoughts about those simple acts of kindness and whether or not you think sometimes they might be selfish? I think <clears throat> I think it's maybe possible that they could be selfish, but that doesn't make them kind nonetheless. Like it's kind you could be kind <laughs> to the person um out of your own you know out of your own interest but the person might not see that as you they they'll probably just see that as you being kind yeah okay okay i guess i could hear that yeah 
So, um, I mean, I guess that, you know, it, you might be getting your own self-gratitude out of that and, you know, it could be better for that. But to to the person you're being kind to, it could still just, it, it could still brighten their day regardless. Yeah. I wonder how many of us do simple acts of kindness thinking that it's going to improve our happiness. I think most of us don't do things that way. Um, but it, it could be. Yeah. I, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of research in this area too. And I mentioned that earlier, you know, um, Researchers have looked at that so-called helper's high, its effect on the human body and, um, you know, how altruism, um, the performance of good deeds really affects our overall health and longevity. And it does. It, you know, um, many, many of those things do. Now, of course, when you when you look at real acts of heroism and um, like way back years ago during 9-11 when the firemen rushed into the World Trade Center, that certainly didn't improve their longevity. The chaplains and, and other citizens who joined, many of them died earlier due to some lung issues and all. But, but you know, in everyday life, um, if we choose up choose to give up free time to volunteer at a soup kitchen um, or to wrap presents at Christmas for young children or to pick up litter um, on the streets out there, taking care of old people, you know, the elderly, visiting nursing homes, whatever it is, any of those things, um, hopefully the majority of time it's truly because you're out there wanting to do good um, and really wanting to do good in an unselfish manner is, is the best way to do good. Um, but it really does. There have been, gosh, over 50 scientific studies that were um, funded by different entities that have truly looked at this and, and it really does show that it can that that doing good is beneficial to your health so you know if we're on the receiving end of it obviously it it makes us all feel wonderful and and happy and so i think what we have to do is um know that that doing good is good for you and it's good for others. So I'd love to hear from, from those of you out there who, who truly are stepping through all this and what, what acts have you received or what good acts have you done and have they really improved your life? Do you think that they, have made a difference. Now, Doc, we do have a caller who might have some some input on that as well. We've got Frank in Louisville who has a comment or question about giving. Okay. I'd love to hear from Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning, ma'am. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for calling. 
Yeah, first of all, I want to thank you. Great show this morning. And I've been thinking about giving. My whole life has been a blessing because other people have given to me. And so my obligation is to give back. Because if I had not been given to, I would have not been able to sustain the life that I do have. And it came from the giving of other people. And uh, I just the other day, uh, I have another home, and I had some furniture, and, and we don't ever sit on that furniture. And I knew a family who needed the furniture, and we gave all the furniture to another family. That's just one of the processes. I clean my closet, and I tell my wife, uh, so they want to worry about when I die, I'm going to give it all the way down so they don't have that hassle over there. Because <laughs> I only wear one pair of pants and one pair of shoes at a time. Wow, Frank, how wonderful is that? And how grateful. Think about how you enhanced that family's life. I know it made you feel good, but think about what it did for that family who didn't have furniture and who needed furniture. I I, I just think if we would keep Keep in mind, and you just said something that <laughs> my youngest son has said often. He he really, you know, he's one of those people who has never felt like he needed 10 shirts in his closet. He, he can only wear one at a time. And the same thing for shoes or pants or any of that. And, and if only I cannot say that I have that attitude. And I, I think hearing you, Frank, and knowing what my, my son, um, what his mantra has always been, I think we all need to think more about that. Um, I don't know. What does your wife think about you giving the furniture away, Frank? Well, she she was uh, okay with it. I mean, we very rarely we are there, and so we knew the family was in need, and I just gave them the furniture. But that's life. Life is an opportunity every day that I wake up now uh, to live this thing right. And living yeah. is uh, is a venture that only get one up, you know. Uh, my friends and I always talk about it, and we get to the to near to the end, and so uh, right by now I'm standing in the checkout line. All right, and what I mean yeah. by that, I'm getting close to the end. And how much more stuff do I need? I've enjoyed a beautiful life, and you know, just got to help other people to sustain their lives who are in distress. If you can do that, and why not? Because you're not going to yeah. take take it with you. I, I can promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we could all remember that, no matter no matter how important, no matter how wealthy and no matter how many things we have all around us, when we're not here, we aren't taking it with with us and it will be left. And like you, uh, you said something that, that I love. Um, and I don't think many people remember this. I think many times we gather possessions and wealth and think that it's to leave for our children or our loved ones or whoever when we die. But why not give some of it away when we're living so we can, I mean, effectively rape the enjoyment of seeing others enjoy it rather than keeping it all ourselves. Good question. 
I think a lot of us probably need to do some introspection about that. Frank, it sounds like you're down that pathway. Uh, I don't know, Frank. Um, now, now that I, I still have you on the phone, um, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show where we talked about those three major categories of what makes life happy, meditation, prayer, gratitude or giving thanks and, and then doing good or loving others. Do you, do you, do you like those three categories? Do you have anything to add to it? And yeah, and I'm gonna rank gratitude there. Gratitude, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know how people get through life without without it. You know, yeah. you, you just gotta think about how how fortunate you are. If you think about how often your heart beat and it stops. And so, I am sixty five years old. I lived over almost 24,000 days. Man, I, I got a blessing. <laughs> 24,000 <laughs> days. I, I, I got a blessing. And you count up all the minutes and all the hours. I've just, just been fortunate. All right? Yeah. That's yeah. a really good. Yeah. Just counting the number of days that you've lived. That's. Um, I like that. I've never done that before, but I'll have to. I've lived more th- more of those days than you have, Frank. So, and, and Frank, I'll- earlier you said uh, each day is an opportunity as well. So I, I really appreciate that perspective. So each each day is an opportunity and twenty four thousand opportunities now. Yeah, it, it, it's an opportunity. And uh, I just had a conversation with uh, one of my kids, and they talking about Christmas. I said the greatest gift we can have is pay the house note, pay the insurance, and pay the taxes, and that's a blessing to the entire family because you got somewhere to live. That's an eternal gift. Yep. Yep. And I I do think that we have to sometimes sit down and make ourselves think really about what life has given us. And even those, right? And I think sometimes we just don't do that. We think about what life has not given us. And um, and that's bad for us, first of all. It's bad for our brains to think about the the negative, think about what we don't have. And um and and it also makes us think that we are missing out on things that Frank just mentioned this earlier, that we really don't need. You can only wear one pair of pants at a time. You can only wear one sweater at a time. Do you really need 10? So to to make ourselves think, stop thinking about what we don't have and think about what we do have. And um, that is is one of those things that I don't think our social media allows us to do sometimes. Advertising certainly doesn't allow us to do that. We are constantly bombarded on what we need, right? We are constantly told what we need to buy, what we need to get, what we need to have, where we need to go, instead of what we have and and the beauty around us. So need to work on that some, don't we? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, it slipped my mind when you had asked me about it earlier, but uh, 
talking about writing down things that you're grateful for and positives in your life. Um, I've, I've talked about them before, but the, the group that I go to with my wife on Tuesday nights, um, the meeting before Thanksgiving, the leader had us write down some, uh, some, some things that we are grateful for. Um, and we, he, he said, now these are the, the most common ones, you know, your, your faith, whatever, um, you have there, what, whatever faith you have. Um, and then your family, your wife, your spouse. Um, and then he said, I want you to include on your list of things that you're grateful for. Um, he called it an even though, and he said, so even though this is the case, I am grateful for it because of this. Um, and an example I'll say is, uh, I said that, uh, you know, even though I'm in debt, I'm grateful that I can afford it and I can pay for it off and stuff. So I think that is a great perspective to have is that even though some things may not be going your way, you can still be grateful for the opportunity to experience those things. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to to look at at, at even some difficult times um, like. Even though my health isn't great, even though I have high blood pressure, even though I have some sort of cardiac issue, I am grateful that I have. Oh, I think we lost Dr. Butchers for a second. Um, so I will I will add on to this and say that, uh, you know, even though you have all these terrible experiences and you know you may have lost someone this year and even though that you you may have lost someone you know you can be grateful for the times that you've had and I, Dr. Buster said we got you back I think we lost you for a second I think so am I here yes ma'am you are what, what was your train uh, of thought no that was exactly it that even even though you have a health issue you have a physician or medicine that you can take or even though something's broken in your home, you have someone who can come in and help fix it. Um, I think we just have to, I love that even though, so that you keep things more in a positive realm rather than um, letting yourself, as I always call it, getting in the ditch and more into that negative realm. So the keeping it in the gratitude arena rather than in the negative arena, the the woe is me arena. So I like that, Abram. Thank you for bringing that in. Yeah, always. And it's it's always about perspective. Um, you know, yeah. everything that you experience in life can always be looked at in a different way. And, you know, it might talk to it might it may concern talking to a therapist to get to that perspective or, you know, talking to your wife or, you know, it, many different things, but several different ways you can get to a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I I think to to just keeping in mind um the the positive rather than the negative. So my challenge in this last few minute few seconds of this show, my challenge to everyone is to work really hard on recentering on those those three main categories of life 
to make sure that we work on centering our brain, meditating and praying and or praying to, to just keep our thoughts in a positive centered manner, to give thanks, have that gratitude, make sure that you're being thankful for what we have. And then finally, do good. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.